the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. We're entering a great season for praising and worshiping the Lord. Let's begin with prayer together. Avinu Malkenu, our Father, our King, we love you. We praise you and we honor you. We thank you for the word, your word. Not only the word that was made flesh, but your word, your written word, that gives us an understanding of who you are and what's important to you. And so what's important to us. So, Father, we pray that this day we would be obedient to your word. This day we would hear your voice and honor it. O Lord, we give you all the praise, honor, and glory. In the name of Yeshua, amen. Okay, before we get started, let me again mention that uh, your finances would uh, bless us. uh, uh, Any gifts of finances to help us stay on the radio program we definitely depend on your generosity, so thank you, and and uh, we're blessed. Um, let me just mention that Saturday night, the 27th of March, Passover begins. If you want to receive from us a Haggadah, which is a booklet, to help you celebrate, uh, call Karen at 813-831-5673. Um, I should be finished uh, very soon with the counting of the Omer. It is a daily devotional between uh, Passover and Shavuot, which means it starts Sunday evening, the 28th. Um, Each are $3, both the Haggadah and the counting of the Omer. Call Karen at 813-831-5673. But let me just say this. If you cannot afford $3 for either the Haggadah or the Counting of the Omer, we still want you to have it. So call us and we'll send it free. Your choice. First, let me wish everybody here a Happy New Year. 
You confused? <laughs> Exodus 12.2 says, This month will mark the beginning of months for you. It is to be the first month of the year for you. And this is talking about the month that contains Passover. It's the first month of the year. So, Happy New Year, except that, you know what? It was last Sunday. I failed to wish you a Happy New Year. It was March 14th. So, let me today wish you that Happy Biblical New Year, and let us continue. You know, by the way, if you did not have a celebration for the new year, the biblical new year, don't worry, because God doesn't ask us in his word to have that celebration. A lot of other celebrations, but not that one. Are you prepared for the spring feasts of the Lord? Now, you might say, well, what does that have to do with me? Well, in scripture, they're called Moedim, which means appointed times. And God said there were times of the year that he would have specific appointments that we should keep with him. Is that a good reason why we should celebrate them? A second is we get tremendous insight of Yeshua in each one of these feasts. Is that a good reason why we should celebrate them? Many things Number three, by the way, if you're counting, many, many things that are thought of today as Christian traditions come from these appointed times. A great example of that would be the Lord's Supper. You might refer to it as communion. So that would be a great reason to celebrate these appointed times. But there is one more, or, uh, one more reason, yes? Do you know what it is? God said that we should celebrate these appointed times forever. Hmm, is that a good reason? Well, I hope so. Um, let's talk about the spring feast. And for this, you might want to turn in your Bible to Leviticus 23. As I mentioned to you, Moedim means appointed place or appointed time or a meeting to set up an appointment. So all of the Moedim are appointments or meetings with God. And most people would call them either holidays or holy days. Now, all God's appointed times deal with Yeshua. Believe it or not. Yes, I know it's the Hebrew Scriptures. It's the Old Testament. I get it. But they all deal with Yeshua. They reflect what has happened or what is going to happen. Now, the spring-appointed times that we're about to talk about, they have all been fulfilled. The fall-appointed times will be fulfilled. So, as we discuss the spring, uh, we, we start with the beginning of Leviticus. And even though it's not a spring-appointed time, it is an appointed time. So, let's begin there anyway. So, the first appointed time in Leviticus 23 is Shabbat, or the Sabbath. And so it's easy to remember, it's every week. <laughs> and I would say it's on Saturday, but we won't go into that right now, right? Leviticus 23.1. Then Adonai spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to B'nai Yisrael and tell them that they are, these are the appointed Moedim of Adonai, which you are to proclaim 
to be holy convocations, my Moedim. Work may be done six days, but on the seventh day is a Shabbat of solemn rest, a holy convocation. You are to do no work. It is a Shabbat to Adonai in your dwellings. So notice, these are not Jewish holy days. In fact, they're not Jewish anything. (laughs) They're appointed times, and I believe they're appointed for all believers. So the first one is Pesach and the Feast of Matzot. Now, Pesach is the Hebrew for Passover, and the Feast of Matzot, or Matzah, you might, is unleavened bread, okay? Now, these, in verse 4, uh, we're still in Levit- Leviticus 23, these are the appointed feasts of Adonai, holy convocations, which you are to proclaim in their appointed season. Now, Verse 5, during the first month, on the 14th day of the month, is Adonai's Passover. On the 15th day of the same month is the Feast of Matzot to Adonai. For seven days you are to eat matzah. Most Jews now have put these two appointed times into one, and they call it Passover. Okay? So most of them won't see this as two different appointed times. Passover is a reminder of God's deliverance from slavery to salvation. It's it's the redemption from Egypt. Now, Egypt symbolizes oftentimes in Scripture sin. And uh, the promised land uh, represents God's will. So we it's redemption from Egypt in order to get to the promised land or God's will. And... The Feast of Unleavened Bread in Leviticus 23.6, this is bread without yeast. It won't rise. It won't get puffed up. Uh, It symbolizes no sin. So Yeshua is that unleavened bread, the bread of life, who had no sin, cleanses us from all sin because he is also the Lamb of God, the final sacrifice. All of these are seen in the Passover Moedim, the appointed times. In John one twenty nine, it says, The next day, John, or Yochanan, sees Yeshua coming to him and says, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So he's referring to the Passover Lamb that is sinless. You see how this works, the connection? Now, the Passover Seder is when we come together as family and friends to revisit the story of Exodus. And so the Seder is that time, usually at home. Usually Seders are done at home. Now, the most prominent home Seder (laughs) uh, actually wasn't done in a home. It was done in someone's home. Uh, It was the one where Yeshua celebrated with his Talmidim, with his disciples. Now, their Seder, on the night prior to his crucifixion, included the lamb, and you see this in Luke 22.8. It included bitter herbs, Matthew 26.23, and washing, which is John 13, 1 through 15, and matzah, 
which is the unleavened bread, Matthew 26, 26. And see, all of these are part of the Passover Seder. Here we learn also about the Lord's Supper or communion. Yeshua celebrated this appointed time, so he stressed to his disciples how important it was uh, even though he was about to be crucified, he gave us a sense of how it should be celebrated. And if you remember, he told his disciples to get that room ready. And they, he didn't have to describe what he was talking about. Everybody knew because everybody did it. All the Jews did it, and even Yeshua. So we'll talk way more about Passover next week. But in Leviticus 23.9, it says this, Adonai spoke to Moses saying, speak to B'nai Yisrael and tell them, when you have come into the land which I give to you and reap its harvest, then you are to bring the Omer of the first fruits to your harvest to the priests. Now, Yom HaBikurim is an appointed time. It's, it means the day of first fruits, and we see this in Leviticus 23.9, which I just think that it, it uh, is something that, it, it's an interesting thing, because most Jewish people have never heard of it. I know. I just read it, right? About bringing the Omer of the first fruits to your harvest to the Kohen, well, or to the priest. Well, most Jewish people don't celebrate it, and have never heard of it. But this is amazing for us because it's a reminder of God's resurrection power. I believe Paul uh, really shows us this in 1 Corinthians fifteen twenty to 23. But now Messiah has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead also has come through a man. For as in Adam all die, so also in Messiah will all be made alive. But each in its own order, Messiah the first fruits, then at his coming, those who belong to Messiah. So we get a picture here of the importance of first fruits. And uh, people ask me, do you celebrate Easter? The more important question, I think, is do Messianic Jews celebrate the resurrection of Yeshua, right? And the answer is, of course, yes. And we do this right after Passover because it's Yom Habikurim, the day of the first fruits. And Yeshua is the first fruit that has risen. Amen? Okay. Next, we get to counting of the Omer. Now, Leviticus 23.15 says this, Then you are to count from the morrow after the Shabbat, from the day that you brought the Omer of the wave offering, seven complete Shabbatot, or seven Sabbaths. Until the morrow after the seventh Shabbat, you are to count 50 days and then present a new grain offering to Adonai. So, counting the Omer as I mentioned before, starts Sunday uh, night, the 28th of March. 
or Monday, if you want, the 29th of March. I don't think it matters to God whether we count in the evening before or the morning of the next day. However, I do believe God tells us to count the 50 days, and that's why I do it. And I suggest you do it, too. It's it's just part of obedience to God. It's and it's it's a wonderful thing. You know, I told you about my counting of the Omer booklet, which is a daily devotion of not only how to count the Omer, but how to get closer to God. And and this year, my counting the Omer book is focused on revival. That's the devotional topic that I'm I've chosen. Um, so I think if if you can get that counting the Omer booklet, in fact, get some for your friends, it would be fantastic. Now, every day we count this Omer, we're reminded of the link between Passover, which commemorates the Exodus and God's deliverance for Israel, and Shavuot, the Feast of Weeks, or you might call it Pentecost, which commemorates the giving of the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, or the giving of the Ten Commandments, And also, the second thing is that it commemorates God's Ruach, God's Spirit being given, right? And that happened at the same day, of course, hundreds of years apart, but the same day. So let me repeat that Shavuot, we receive the law and the Spirit. Isn't that exciting? I think it's quite amazing, actually. So this reminds us that the redemption from slavery was not complete until we received the Torah, God's instructive word. It also reminds us that without God's spirit, we don't have the ability to understand his word, nor the strength to keep it. A couple other reminders here that we need to wait upon the Lord and know that God is using this time for our growth, which is why I wrote the counting of the Omer booklet for our growth. It also, you know, God took us from bondage to freedom, and this is his will today, that we take a journey in these 50 days from the bondage of sin to the freedom in receiving his atonement so we can enter his promised land. Make sense? It's a spiritual journey God wants you to have. This is a tremendous time of the year. So we have Passover, the Passover lamb and, and, and Yeshua, and, and then we have Yom HaBikurim, the Feast of Fruits, um, which is talking about the resurrection of Yeshua. Then we count the Omer for 50 days, and then we come to Shavuot, the last of the spring holy days. It says in verse 16 of, obviously, Leviticus 23, until the morrow, after the seventh day, you are to count 50 days, and then present a new grain offering to Adonai. And then in verse 21, it says, you are to make a proclamation on the same day that there is to be a holy convocation, and you shall do no regular work. This is a statute forever in all your dwellings throughout your generations. Forever, throughout your generations. Shavuot is the Feast of Weeks. It's a reminder that God gave us the law, the Ten Commandments on Mount Sinai, Exodus 20, right? And it's a reminder that gave us the 
that we have the power of his spirit in Acts 2. Now, you know, a thought about the dates of Easter and Passover. Constantine, uh, the first Roman emperor, and the uh, Council of Nicaea in 325 unanimously ruled that Easter should be celebrated on the first Sunday after the full moon, and that was a change. If the full moon should occur on a Sunday and coincide with Passover, Easter should be celebrated on the Sunday after, so Easter and Passover wouldn't be at the same time. So the idea was to separate Easter from Passover. I believe this was an example of anti-Semitism, which we've talked about many times. Constantine just wanted Easter to be separated from anything Jewish. So the thought might occur to you, should Christians celebrate the appointed times in Leviticus 23? I think it's a really important question. We see in Colossians 2.16, it says, Therefore, do not let anyone pass judgment on you in matters of food or drink or in respect to a festival or new moon or Shabbat. These are a foreshadowing of things to come, but the reality is Messiah. Now, so we have the freedom, you know, some people use this to say, this is why I don't celebrate things in the Old Testament or the Holy Days or whatever, or I don't keep kosher. But it also, that same scripture gives you the liberty to do it. It just says that nobody should pass judgment in these matters. So I won't judge you if you don't keep it. And please don't judge me if I do keep it. <laughs> Makes sense? Okay, besides that, so you can celebrate the feast. You don't have to, but why not? Yeshua celebrated the feast. Paul celebrated the feast. There's scriptural appointed times that God said to keep forever. I realize, look, it's not a church tradition. I get it. So you decide what God is saying to your heart. If, if you feel you should, do it. In Romans 14.4, it says, Who are you to judge another's servant? Before his own master, he stands or falls. Yes, he shall stand, for the Lord is able to make him stand. One person esteems one day over another, while another judges every day alike. Let each be convinced in his own mind. The one who observes that day does so to the Lord. The one who eats, eats to the Lord, and he gives thanks to God. And the one who abstains, abstains to the Lord, and he gives thanks to God. For none of us lives for himself, and none dies for himself. So, look, you decide. I think the scripture's really, really clear on this. Well, we somehow have reached the end of today's teaching and I don't know how we did that so quickly, but I know that next week we are going to continue on the spring feast and then get into Pesach, into Passover. So if you feel that this program is valuable to you, uh, please support it financially. We want you to pray, but we also want to stay on the air. And so that requires finances. You can call our office at 813-831-5673, or if you p- prefer... Um, 
hit the donate button on heartofmessiah.org. I pray you'll be able to join us at Sharesh David one Friday or Saturday. We'd love for that to happen. Don't forget the Haggadah, which is to show you how to celebrate Passover, and also the Counting of the Omer. Both of these booklets are available to you. They're each $3. However, uh, first of all, we'll give you discounts for multiple copies, but also if you can't afford it, that's okay. Just call us and we'll send it out to you anyway, free of charge. So if you have any questions, email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.com. Let's close in prayer. Avinu Malkenu, I pray, Lord, that this spring season would come alive in the hearts of all people because it's all about worshiping you and magnifying you and obeying you. So we bless you, we thank you, we praise you, and we pray that all our listeners, that their first priority would be to grow in their desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. We pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel.